Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with the Captain's Leadership Series, Session 4. We have Captain Forms and Captain Ogunyemi with us. And today, again, first, I just want to say again, thanks so much for you guys for taking the time to do the series with us. Uh, this will be our last segment for this series. And um, if you haven't seen the others, please go back and watch them because they have been amazing. Um, lots of nuggets dropped, and um, this one won't be any different. So get ready because they're about to drop some fire on you, some heat. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so we'll start it out. Um, what I'd like for you guys, if you can just tell me, because you've had a you know great experience, captains in the Marine Corps. You've had some great experiences, learned some amazing things. So if you can share maybe two uh, learning lessons that you've learned uh, throughout your tenure of what you've been doing that would be beneficial to our audience. And Captain Forms, we'll start with you, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, I had, I had more than two ready for you, but... <laughs> I mean, I mean you're the, you're the captain in the hall, so, so, if you, so if you have more than two, I mean, you know, you cap, you do your thing. <laughs> You know. I'm gonna go, go through. I'll give you, you know, you know, my my little five little pieces um, for you know that that secret sauce to leadership. Just some things that I picked up along the way, um, mm -hmm. and, and I'll try I'll try not to be you know too long with it. So so the first thing um, you really need to know how to listen, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's something that you that you will always hear. Um, need to make sure, like especially in the military environment. Um, once you understand your mission or whatever, be able to listen to the people who have to execute that mission, know how to accept feedback from those who uh, uh, work around you or work with you or for you, um, be able to talk to subordinates to get a sense of what works and what doesn't. Um, and do the same thing with your hire, like listen to whoever's in charge of you to make sure that you're carrying out their intent, you know, and, um, and be able to, you know, um, bridge the gap between your hire and whatever the subordinate command is. So listening first and foremost, that's like a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the second thing for me, give frequent affirmations. Um, mm -hmm. Whatever team that you're working with, you need to make sure that you're like the number one hype man for that team that you're Love giving it. them, you know, it's good to, um, to critique, you know, your team to be able to strengthen them. Um, but don't forget to let people know that they are of value because when they feel of value to the team, like they, they, their lip is limitless, you know, the, what they'll, um, what they'll do in support of that team. Um, number three, just be an advocate for necessary change. Um, does your, like looking at the organization that you work in and, and um, 
looking at things like, hey, does your organizational structure make sense? If it doesn't, like, what do you need to do to change that? Is there a better way to do some of the processes or whatever that you do on a day-to-day basis? And, um, and looking to see, are you being progressive and innovative? If there's anything, you know, if, if there's anything that you feel like you guys can do better, whether it's something that has to do with what you do on a day-to-day basis or with how you treat the people in the organization, you just want to make sure um, that you're being an advocate for change. There. Um, number, you got to know your team, know the people that are working with you inside and out, know their strengths and their weaknesses, be able to employ them, um, you know, where they're strong, but also put them in positions to be able to strengthen their weaknesses. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, people will see where someone's strong in something and constantly employ them in that, and they don't get a chance to challenge themselves in those areas that they're weak. And so you can test yourself as a leader by finding out what their weakness is and then putting them somewhere to strengthen that so it can make them better. So you know that in the end, you're, you're making your team stronger. And um, last but not least, make sure you're seeking self-improvement and um, and that you're a lifelong learner. Like there's never a point with, that you reach when you've learned it all or you've arrived. There's always something you can learn and um, there's always people you can learn from no matter if they work above or below you. So make sure you're just yeah. always um just trying to do what you can to to keep yourself aware of things that are new just always learning reading and um and talking to the people around you so you can soak in the knowledge that's in the room but those would be the five the five things that i that i've picked up along the way in this uh in this organization and uh and they're always constant reminders i have to look at the list myself because it's not to say that i do these things you know, all the time, but it's always a reminder um, to make sure that, you know, I'm following the things that I found to be effective over time. Good stuff. So brief comment on what you said. And the comment is right on what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Simple as that. <laughs> yes, good stuff. Uh, great things to to offer, and I I wholeheartedly agree with you. If as a leader, you know the learning lessons. If you can pick these up, if you can be around people that are doing these things, um, and it's going to transform you into a great leader, and and you'll end up being a cap being a captain in the Marine Corps as well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like it, it'll allow you to get to, to, you know, spaces of that nature. So Captain Oganyemi, a couple of learning lessons that you've picked up along the way. Yeah. So, so we'll talk through uh, just a couple of things that, that I learned. So I, I, I think the biggest, the biggest lesson I've learned over these last few years is uh, be a passionate leader, but don't be an emotional leader. Right. And mm. I mean, because we just know that emotional leadership is just a no go. Right. So and, and I'll give an example. So I was sitting in a meeting one time and this Marine, and let me tell you, he's just being disrespectful. You know, he's just, he's just doing his own thing. Right. Um, and let me tell you what really set me off. Uh, he started off a sentence with all due respect. And you already know, anytime somebody says something like that, it's, it's only downhill from there. Right. Because yeah. there, There's nothing that can come good with all due respect. Because, I mean, just <laughs> in some people's minds, once you say that, you can say whatever you want to say. And he started off his sentence with that, and I think that's really what floored me after all his other belligerents. But the most important thing about it is my reaction to it, right? I would love to sit there and say, tell you that, hey, I, I, I did that. You know, I, I reacted very well. Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. Hey, I'm going to be completely honest with you all. 
<laughs> I was almost at the point where I told him, hey, man, don't ever let this uniform or this leadership position fool you, my man, because you, you better realize who you're talking to, right? But when I, when I was in that moment, I, I remember being in that moment. I remember being so upset. Like, I, I mean, I, I, mm. I think I was at about a six out of, out of 10. You know, I was like, yeah, this, hey, he got me this time, you know. Hey, this is it. I'm about to let him know what I really think, you know. Um, but then when I stopped and thought about it, you know, I sat there for about five minutes and I was just like, you know, coming back off the ceiling and, and I started thinking about it. I was like, I really let him control me. I really mm -hmm. let him trigger me, right? I, I allowed that to happen. And that was something that my mom told me. I remember her telling me that growing up. She's like, listen, if you allow people to know which buttons to push, they will push those buttons every time so they control you. And that was one of the biggest lessons I learned because uh, just because I was passionate about the topic, just because I was excited and all these kind of things did not give me the, uh, the ability or the right to just fly off the handle. And I know some Marines are like, yeah, you probably deserved, you probably deserved it. And some people cheer it on, right? But in reality, what, what that showed to those in the room is that, yeah, if I do this to this guy, he's going to lose control. And in that room, we we're sitting in, a, in an AC nice environment. There's no decision that needs to be made immediately. There's, there's, there's nothing pressuring us at the moment. So for me, I started thinking, I was like, man, if, if I got like that in that kind of environment, what happens when I'm put in a more stressful or an environment with more pressure? Uh, so that was one of the biggest lessons. Uh, and and I, I just remember thinking about it, just like, man, that, that, that right there is just, it, it just struck me like as hey, that is probably the biggest lesson I can, I can tell anybody young mm -hmm. or old, like just do not allow yourself to fall into that trap of, of being emotional. Uh, Cause really what we, what I believe is we should strive to, to lead with mutual respect. Right. So yeah. when I'm sitting there across the table, yeah. Yeah. I, the Lieutenant at the time had a dude, he's turning his head and he's like looking yeah, he's scared. But in reality, what is that doing? Leading with intimidation really doesn't do anything. It, that doesn't separate, that doesn't make me any different from a dictator, right? If I'm leading with intimidation and fear, right? We should be leading with mutual respect. Um, and then typically those leaders that are emotional, they tend to make those more on the off the cuff, those rash yeah. decisions that, that are just sort of rushed and they don't really thinking through. So, and nobody likes those kind of inconsistent or, or unreliable decision makers. So that, I mean, like I said, that's just, I think that's just a first way to, as a leader to derail whatever train that you're supposed to be, but uh, that you're supposed to be leading. And then the second thing, um, and this is a lesson I learned um, and, and I constantly have to remind myself of this. Uh, and I'll just put it like this. Do not disguise your lack of skill, your lack of knowledge or your low self-esteem as humility. Um, and to me, I was like, man, and I'll give an example of what I mean. So it's like, we, you walk in a room and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have anything to say, you know, or, or like my thing was like, oh, I'll just take the nosebleed section, you know, you know, then, or I'll say, oh, I'm just going to let the smart people in the room talk or what, whatever those things are that we tell, tell ourselves. But what I realized is that once you get into the habit of telling people, oh, I'm just going to let the smart people talk, or, oh, I'm just going to sit in the nosebleed section of the meeting. Once they get into the habit of seeing you, they're, they're gonna get. Into, they're just gonna start believing that you have absolutely nothing to say, right? And for me, I'm. I think that's really important because that's just one way to take your own voice away, if that makes sense, right? So if you yes. if you're sitting in a room and you're you're always like down talking yourself and saying, "Oh, I don't have anything to say. I'm nosebleed, nosebleed." 
people just gotta that's gonna become you you're gonna be the nosebleed person um and again it's not humility it's just you like disguising you in your mind in my mind when i did it uh, or sometimes when i do it in my mind I, i'm thinking oh it's just humility it's just i'm just being humble but in reality, I'm creating, I'm painting a picture for somebody. I'm, I'm creating a narrative for myself, uh, whether I want to or not. Uh, so I remember one of my mentors told me, uh, he told me, he was like, sit at the table. And I remember, I remember he told me, he's like, sit at the table, sit at the front of the room, uh, no matter what meeting you're going to. And then he, he came up to me, he was like, listen, he looked me in the eyes. He's a Lieutenant Colonel in the Army. Uh, he looked me in the eyes, he was like, she fought way too hard for us to sit in the back. And at first I was like, what is he talking about? But then when I thought about it, I was like, wow, man, for him to, for him to have that, that, that kind of profound message to tell me. And it's like, at the time I was, as a captain, I was one by far one of the lowest ranking ones in the room, but he, you have a spot at the table. You worked hard for it. Yes. You earned that right to sit at the table. You earned your voice. And now you're going to spend your time sitting in the back. Right. And that's one of the things he told me. And then the second thing is, and my mom told me this, my dad always told me this, is that you can talk up your team, you can talk other people up without talking yourself down. You don't have to talk yourself down to make your other team high. I mean, for example, yeah, I can tell you, hey, yeah, all the smart people in the room, I'll just let leave all the smart people in the room and I'm a dumb one. You could say that or you could just say, hey, man, we're, we're a doggone good team, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're, we're a great organization and we're doing well. You know, so it's just those, those two things that really stick out of my mind as – as mistakes I made, uh, and those two mistakes, uh, emotional leadership or, or losing my temper and disguising, disguising, whether it was, like I said, a lack of skill, whether it's low self-esteem, whatever that may have been trying to disguise that with humility, those things just painted a narrative and, and created a, the picture that I'm somebody that I didn't want to be. Uh, so I'll, I'll say those are the two biggest if I would say mistakes, uh, probably biggest mistakes or biggest lessons learned that I have. Awesome, awesome. Uh, great ones too. Definitely great ones. Don't disguise. Be passionate and <clears throat> not emotional. Uh, great ones to, to live by. Uh, so the next question is, what are five things you would say every leader should do? And so five things that you would say every leader uh, should do. And so Captain Forms will go with you. All right, Captain Ogan, you mean you want to start first? Oh, there, there we go. All right. Sorry, you know how it happens when a call comes through. So um, I feel, I feel like I did the five things. Okay. <laughs> so right. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. Or, or you want to say that yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to talk a couple of lessons that you learned? Yeah, I learned just some uh, lessons. These are just a little bit more on the personal side, but um, just always you you want to make sure that you don't. Um, kind of like talk talk yourself out of what you're able um to achieve i know um like i spoke about early on like coming into this organization and trying to be in in the position that i'm in um it was a challenge within itself and there was a whole lot of like imposter syndrome going on because i'm kind of feeling like you know 
I have I have a lot of people around me telling me that I could do this job. But for a while, deep down inside, I didn't feel like that I um, should be doing it. And um, I think once I got to the point where um, I stopped trying to compare myself to people around me and really just focusing in on the things that I bring to the team, um, that's when it started to when I started to finally be able to lead in a way where I could possibly affect those around me. Because if I'm in a leadership position and I'm constantly doubting myself and I don't even believe the things that I'm saying, like it's going to be hard to get people to like follow you regardless of if you know what you're talking about or not. And um, like I said, once, once I became like, I, I just need to define like my value to this organization and what makes me passionate to serve in it. I think that's when things definitely changed for me. And so that was something I had to learn. Um, it, it definitely took a while going through the initial training in this um, organization and just constantly feeling <laughs> like like I didn't measure up, like being in TBS and having to brief and doing all these things in the field and just constantly feeling like, you know, I'm behind everyone else. I don't know what anyone's talking about. This isn't what I'm good at. And then realizing later on, like there are things that I bring. There are there are ways like I bring a different view to a conversation or you know, I I might lead differently or the way I choose to try to inspire or, or you know, um build up a team is, is might be different from what other people are doing and and that those things, you know, can create like little pockets of change here and there. And so just being able to kinda um just being able to like really have faith in yourself because it really starts, it really starts with you and um, trying to get those affirmations from other people around you. Um, sometimes, it, sometimes it's not the way to go. So that was, that was one big lesson that I had to learn um, being in this organization. Cause it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Like they said, they always say, they always say, um, Oh yeah, you're the, you're the double negative or whatever. Cause you're, you're a minority and you're female. Like, so it's, yeah. it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot to overcome with that, but um, you have to be, you have to get to the point where you're able to celebrate. Like, yeah, these are things that are different, but allow other people to whatever anyone else is doing as a result that makes people think that way. That's what the negative is. It's not me, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, I think that's a, that's a big lesson that I had to, to learn in this organization. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that just like you said, that that self talk is so crucial. You have to have positive self talk. I love how you said, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. You know, as as a leader, <laughs> and so you have to show them, uh, yes, by what you say, but more so by your actions, uh, that you know, hey, we can do this. And then I also loved how you said, you know, the comparison. Um, Really, and it's funny you said it because I was just reflecting on that earlier today. So the the competition is you, like like the competition is yourself, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, right. So the the competition, like Michael Jack, that's the man in the mirror. <laughs> you know, I'm asking him to change his ways. You know, and so right. You you know, really, when you really hone in and focus on just striving to be the best version of yourself it's crazy how organically all of those other things fall in line and you become an amazing leader because people see your growth. 
what I'm saying? Like they see you taking the path of, you know, knowing that you're in a double negative world or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's tough, but man, she just handles it. Like, you know, she just does her thing. But what they don't know is, now I'm putting some work <laughs> on myself <laughs> to get to this place. Absolutely. Like, like Absolutely. I'm, 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 it looked like I'm floating smooth, but man, I done put in some work, Jack, you know, to be Absolutely. in this place. Absolutely. And it, and it kind of, and that kind of ties into, um, like the second, the second thing I really had to, um, learn in this organization is to not be, not be afraid to like, um, it kind of ties into one of the, the five items that I brought up, but don't, don't be afraid to like be an advocate to see for change or to challenge, challenge the process, challenge the organization. So a lot of times you're sitting in the room and you're seeing something that's going wrong and you're hearing something that's going wrong. But the way you do something that's going wrong and everyone's kind of sitting around like, man, somebody should do something about this. Yeah. And as I started to move up and rank in this organization, um, at some point I had to like realize like, like stop waiting for somebody else to do this. If you see something like be the one to speak out about it, be yeah, the be one the to try to push for the change. And that, and that's big. And it could be like minor things. And I think one time, uh, one time where I was really, uh, where like I was like okay this is the first time I really get to exercise this but um I was it was when I was working I was working in Paris Island and um I was watching uh one of the one of the instructors was teaching the class uh to the recruits and he's teaching the class on uh he's teaching the class on escalation of force and as he's teaching the class he's starting to put a whole lot of his personal views into the lesson and he started, you know, saying things about, you know, Black Lives Matter. And uh, when people don't, when people play stupid games, they win stupid prizes. And this is why Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and all these people ended up the way they did because, you know, they didn't follow the rules. And, you know, me being in the, in the back of the class, like hearing this, you know, I was able to, you know, I, I stopped them, <laughs> you know, to let them know, like, hey, um, we need to get back on topic, you know, and, and just like, um, Captain Ogunyemi brought up, you know, being able to try to handle a situation with um, that you're passionate about, not with emotion. That was a that was a situation that really that really like tested me because it was just kind of like I could have I could have like really drilled into him, but I had to think about the the environment that I was in, and so it was like, hey, I'm gonna stop you. I need you to get back on topic so we can get through the rest of the course because I had to get the the recruits had to get the rest of the training because yeah. our timelines are tight out there. Um, but after he left, I had to take time to kind of do damage control because, you know, what if one of those recruits had written home and said, you know, the Marine Corps taught me this, <laughs> you know, that, that would look bad on the organization. So I had to do damage control, talk to the recruits and let them know, like, these aren't the views of the organization. And then and I had to talk to that Marine hey, as a representative or, of the organization standing in this spot that you're in as an instructor. Um, you have to understand that you can't put your personal viewpoints, yeah. your personal views and whatever and opinions into this because you're representing the organization and, you know, the damage that you could do doing something like that. And being in that position, I was able to, like, call up the instructional training command and be like, hey, send me another instructor. Don't send him yeah, back to this class. Yeah. <laughs> like, and being the one in a position to do that because, you know, um, I, I could have just waited on someone else or su submitted a complaint or something. But I was like, no. Like I'm the series commander, you fired. <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. just what it is. And um and any time that I'm in a 
you know, a situation like that where someone is just crossing the line or whatever, like taking taking the time to be like, no, I'm going to speak up about this right now. I'm going to tell you that this is not this is not right, you know, and this is the way to go about it or whatever. But realize that I can't just wait on somebody else or just sit there and accept when things are wrong. Like you have to be that advocacy to change. And so that that was just the second thing that I had to had to learn in this organization because early on I took a lot of that stuff. I just yeah. continued to take it and take it and just look at things like why is it like this and then at one point I just had to say yeah no I'm not taking that I'm about to be the one to call it out and people are going to know when I'm around like I'm not accepting that no one no one else should so um yeah definitely uh, um it was a huge a huge learning <laughs> learning opportunity yeah I love that and you know just hearing both of you you all talk about your scenarios of things that you know could have been heated moments for you uh, it makes me think of I reflected on some times when I was in a leadership position and had those, had to revert back to my home training, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, my, okay, what would mom and them be proud of? <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I can't do what I say, what I want to do and say, but I need to mm-hmm. that I represent my family, uh, the organization, um, the, the core common principles that we believe in. I need to make sure that I represent that well. And then, you know, after you've reflected on that, then, hey, here's how we're going to make the change here. We don't do that here. And this is how we do it. You know, and then, you know, like you said, to make, you know, call, hey, can't do that. Can't have them here, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, made me, it made me think of that as you were saying that. But Captain Oganyemi, uh, five things that you would say every leader uh, should do. Well, man, I, I love what you were just saying right there. So I, I had to I had to jump on that, man. Cause yeah. Like what you were just describing is exactly what like every that's just I, I'm gonna scratch one of mine and put that as number one, right? That's exactly what every leader should do. They should they, they have to have that thing that's bigger than them, right? Mm-hmm. That thing that that drives them, that drives them, as we call it in the Marine Corps, that moral compass, that thing that helps yes. them to make the sound decisions, right? And I, I like how you, you you painted that picture to where it's like, you know what? Hey, what would mom and them think, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because that's, you know what I'm saying? Like your last name, your legacy, like yeah. and that thing is bigger than you, right? Like like Captain Parms was talking about the Marine Corps is bigger than her, right? So that organization, the core values, honor, courage, commitment, all those things that we believe in is bigger than who she is. So I guess the first thing that, you know, is you, you should always – become a part of something that's bigger than you. And in those moments where you're struggling with, you know, what your response is. And, and like I said, I, I'm not perfect. I straight up told, I straight up told dude, like, Hey, Hey, I, I am not the one. Right. And I didn't. So in that moment, I didn't allow myself to think of, you know, what would, what would my dad do in that moment? Like, how would yeah. my dad think about this? Like, would he be proud of my response? Or would he tell you, ah, Hola, Lou, you need to calm down. <laughs> hey, shout out my dad real quick. Hey, <laughs> but, you know, for the other four, I'll just I'll just dive straight in. So I, I know before in a previous session, I, I introduced the concept and I, I just want to remain consistent with that. It, it was my, if you remember my, my rap quote, no show, grow, row. Hey, I'm still mm-hmm. rapping out here. And you you all already started hitting on it. It's called Captain Farms alluded to it earlier. You know yourself and seek self-improvement. So that's the first one. Like, Know who you are. Start with the man in the mirror. You talked about Michael Jackson. Hey, y'all already stole all the secret sauce. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just highlighting. But you start with the man in the mirror. Hey, you know, and 
actually another song that came to my came to my mind is I like to know what makes you cry, so I'd be the one to make you happy. Now, mm. what if we had the ability? Uh, yeah, that's one of my jazz, by the way. But what if we had the ability to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I want to know what makes you cry, so I can make you happy. I can bring you joy. I think that's the most. That's one of the most important things. And and honestly, sometimes that just requires us as as human beings to get to know ourselves. That may require yes. us to just retreat. Now I know every Marine is going to hear that, and they're going to say retreat. You know, because there's a there's an infamous quote out there. I won't quote it, uh, but you just know it's about it's Bella Wood. You know where. Uh, a famous Marine, uh, he's a captain at the time, uh, they, they told him to retreat. And his response was not in favor of said retreat. Uh, but what I mean by retreat now is just isolate yourself and, and just really get to know yourself, right? So that's the first thing, know yourself and then know your Marines, as we already said, like uh, Captain Farms already alluded to it. Again, she stole all my secret sauce. So obviously it's not a secret, but know the people that you're leading, you know? And I, I, I use the example, like my, my Marines, they always make fun of me. Uh, and actually, I had it going away because I'm, I'm about to – it's a farewell because I'm, I'm about to rotate here soon. Um, but they, they called me the talk show host. And one of them even nicknamed me a call sign Montel, right, because I'll pull up a chair. You know, we could be – hey, it could be the busiest day in the world. And I'll pull up a chair and say, hey, hey, y'all see the game last night? Y'all see, hey, y'all see the Lakers? And everybody stops and they're like, is this guy serious? Like, hey, we got, we got work to do. And here he is pulling up a chair to talk to us, right? But what I realized that does is like that really by listening and, and, and just being able to understand where they're coming from, you're getting to know them. And, and by getting to know them, they understand that you care about them, right? So once they know that you care about them, they'll chase. I, 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 I tell you, my, my Marines will work. They'll protect. I mean, they, there's times they came back and said, Hey, just so you know, hey, this person was talking noise behind your back. Hey, but hey, I, I got him. You know what I mean? It's that, it's that kind of it's that kind of rapport that you build with yes. your Marines just from simple Montel moments. So I guess that's that's number two. Know your Marines and just be Montel. Right? <laughs> Shout out to Montel. I haven't seen the show in a long time. I, I'll, I'll just point out he is a, a Marine veteran, by the way. Uh, there so, you go. Uh, the the next thing is be the example, uh, and that's the show portion of it. So. Uh, I actually have this quote. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this guy, but I, I actually have a book here. It's called the the impact of influence, written by Chip Baker. I don't know if you know who that is. It's a great Might know that guy. A bit. <laughs> but one of the quotes, one of the things that I love about it, I mean, right off the bat, it says, "The impact we make on others can be felt for generations. It creates an everlasting ripple effect that influences many." And one thing I, I was, I mean, that that just spoke volumes to me when it's talking about showing. They're just showing your Marines because once you show your Marines you care, right? You show them that that you love them. You show them that by your example that you are you are a leader that you will do whatever it takes to take care of them. I, I mean, they tr- it really it truly reaches their hearts and minds, and it truly makes them just believe in not only believe in you as a leader, but it helps them believe in the mission, right? Even if it if, if they don't agree with the mission, at least they believe in it because you said it, right? And I, I think that's really the importance behind showing the example. Uh, and then, of course, grow is the last thing. I, and, and really, again, that's just growing yourself, growing your brand, right? If you're, I mean, I, I just, I'm talking about this, this Chip Baker character, right? So growing your brand, like growing your skills, like always grow. <laughs> I, my advice for every leader is always do something like every single day. You should not lay your head on a pillow at the end of the day if you haven't done anything to grow yourself grow your brand or grow your skills. Uh, so 
I'll wrap it up there since I since I had a I had a piggyback moment as much as I hate that term, but hey, I'll wrap it up right there. I really love I really love what you said there. It's just being a part of something bigger than yourself, man. That mm-hmm. that to me, that's the key to uh, really just ensuring that you pull yourself out of the moment and and you're able to make sound decisions. Well, Montel, <laughs> I truly appreciate your points, <laughs> and they you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> good stuff so uh man great learning lessons that you guys have learned uh great things that every leader should do and uh, again before we close out our session and our series i just want to say thanks so much uh to, to the both of you uh for taking the time again to do the the series but uh more so thank you so much for your service um you know, to be in the positions that you are in, those things don't just happen. You know, like you don't you don't show up and just be a captain in the Marine Corps. Like those don't just happen, right? It takes some work to be there. And so for that, um, truly grateful for your efforts, your time, your sacrifices, your family sacrifices to allow you to be able to do those things to protect, serve and protect us. And so truly appreciative of that. And man, keep doing your thing. Hey, really appreciate the opportunity, man. This is, this is a really, really fun series. So yeah. hey, thank you for what you're doing, man. This is, this is awesome. Good deal. Captain forms. You take care. I will. I will. Thank you so much for allowing you know me to be a part of this. And like I said, every time, that we did this, it was just like being able to reflect on it. It's mm-hmm. um, just an opportunity to help keep keep myself honest as well, because you know we'll share all this knowledge. But it's not to say that this is you know what we do all the time or we don't make mistakes as well. But just to to just to put the knowledge out there um, as a constant reminder of what you should strive for. So I, I definitely appreciate. Uh, being a part of this. Awesome. Good deal. Well, again, I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you to you all that are checking it out. I truly appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.